finished her lashes. When I finished her lashes, she's like, these are too much. Like, it was classic. And I was like, there's like 12 lashes on your eyes. <laughs> like, no, I don't want you to take them off. Like, I just, I'm not going to pay for them. For me, it was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you're going to pay for them? another episode of Glam Gossip by LLBA Podcast. I'm your host Pooja and today we are talking all about nails. Today's topic is how to start your own nail salon and we've brought over a very talented, very experienced nail tech for you today. So I'd like to introduce our lovely guest, Jeliza. Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me on Thank the podcast. Thank you for coming. No and you know, it finally worked out. Right? I know. <laughs> it finally worked out. Um, so yes, my name is Jeliza again. I'm the owner of the Dream Dollhouse. I've been doing nails now for about seven years. Um, I do waxing. I do nails, toes, stuff like that. I also offer training too. Um, but with my schedule, it's kind of hard to get that training time in there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of me. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. how, how long have you been uh, in the nail business? So I've been in the nail business now for seven years. So I started when my son was a few months, um, like almost one, I would say, call it one. Um, and I started more because I couldn't work with my son, like the schedule for my job and like his daycare and stuff like that would not work. So right. um, I had a friend of mine and she was like, why don't you just do nails you know like why don't you just pick up because i was kind of playing with it before um in a salon but it honestly wasn't gonna do well for me there so i just i tried to you know not do it anymore and she was like girl pick it back up do nails and that's what landed me in the nail industry what yeah. got you like first interested in nails was it like the artistic creative aspect or yeah was it just like something fun that you like to do as a hobby and then it grew from there Kind of. So I actually started getting my nails done when I was, don't tell anybody, but 11. <laughs> and yeah, there was a little nail shop. Must to be nice. I know. And that was the $25 set days, right? So I would go down the street and get like a little short, cute nails. And my dad would be like, you're not allowed to have nails. You're too young, girl. I used to walk around the house with gloves. Gloves on, trying to hide my nails from him. Because he was like, if I see your nails, they're coming off. So I feel like... Once I started, like, doing my nails and seeing the cute Frenchies and I used to get little flowers and stuff, that kind of, like, interested me into, like, getting into nails. Um, but, yeah, when I actually picked up the brush and I tried it, girl, it was not... It was not, <laughs> <laughs> it was not fun, but I pushed through, so, yeah. Okay, so, like, you had to basically go to a school or get certified in yeah. some way. Like, there's a process to yeah. kind of, like, learning... Can you tell us a bit about, like, your educational background? Like, how you got, how you learned the skills and the techniques? Yeah. So, I originally went to Bryan College to do nails. Um, but the thing is, is that it was really informative. It was good. But it focuses more on the natural nails. And a lot of times, people think that when you go to school for nails, you're going to learn acrylic nails, right? Or you might learn, like, fake nails or whatever. It could be acrylic, gel, whatever. Um, but you don't really, you learn more of like the anatomy of the nail, right? So I had to outsource and take a training um, with 
an artist that was he was really he's still really good right now um but at the time he said <laughs> i'm going to try no, you're going to say he was really good looking no 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 girl but um no it was like you know at the time he was offering the trainings and his trainings were for like five days and nobody else in toronto were offering five-day trainings so i went with him and i did the art and after that he kind of opened up my eyes and he was he was kind of like a dad in a way he was like no you're good you're gonna keep trying and i cried one time and yeah like he was trying to make me do mickey mouse and i was like this is not <laughs> yeah so that's how i kind of got the knowledge was morally from school was the natural nails so that's why i feel like i'm i'm pretty good at manicures and pedicures and stuff mm-hmm. um and understanding like the growth of the nail and then now i also have the knowledge of the foundation of acrylic nails and gel nails so i'm pretty diverse when it comes to like the nail industry when did you when did it like hit you like okay i know my shit now oh okay so it hit me probably like two years ago or maybe a year and a half ago um which when i was really looking at girls nails at the pictures that i was taking and i was like i was like that is crisp like shape was really good and shape is really hard to like like overcome and application right so when i started seeing okay it took me four hours three and a half hours now it's taking me an hour and a half an hour i was like okay i know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) i know what i'm doing you know um so yeah that was that was kind of for me Mm -hmm. wow and like what do you think is like the most challenging thing to do when you're doing i guess acrylics right yeah what is like the most challenging like style or design to achieve Um, that you're like maybe most proud of so for me it's like i know it doesn't go into the designing but the shaping and like the foundation of the nail right because you can just have a nail but if it's not if if you turn it sideways and it's flat you're gonna be like okay this nail's gonna break right or if it's too thin you're like this is not good so i feel like that was like my biggest thing that i was proud of and also frenchies Frenchies like French tips. <laughs> really? That was very hard. People think it's so easy. Yeah. It is so hard. Yeah. Really? Because you have to get every Frenchie, every fingernail to look the same, and it's not a like you're not using a stamp. <laughs> Your brain just has to know. Okay, arch it now. Okay, look at it. Turn it this way. It looks good, and then you go. Yeah. So those are probably the three things. Yeah. That was hard for me. And, like, right now, do you you have your own salon space now, right? Yeah. So, like, walk us through, like, the different spaces that you've had, like, when you first started mm-hmm. versus, like, when you're in school and where you are now. Yeah. So, when I was in school, I was doing home base. Um, and that was probably for, like, two, two and a half years. Um, but the thing that happened with the home base was that I had gotten in trouble one time because a client didn't want to pay me. So, then it was, like... For me, I noticed that, hey, sometimes home base could be good, and there's the pros and the cons. And for me, the con was that not having the power to say, like, you have to give me my money, and I can call the police, and they'll come, and they'll, you know, when you work at home, sometimes when you call, they're kind of iffy because they don't know who's in the right and who's wrong, right? It's more of the hearsay, she say, more than when you're in a salon, they know that you're the business owner, she's a staff, you have to listen to kind of, like, we're going to kind of listen to what they're saying mm-hmm. in a way, right? It's like right. if they're in a store or whatever. They're going to listen to the business owner compared to the accused, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like my biggest thing. So I was working at home. I mean, I was doing that. And then I moved actually to a salon probably my, yeah, my second year into 
doing it i was i worked into a salon and i was in the back of a barber shop and it was so funny because i got it two weeks before christmas and i had to move out three days before christmas because of the nail smell so a lot of the times is like the nail technicians we have with finding space is the monomer so the monomer is the purple liquid that we use um when like applying nails and stuff it can be very strong so you're getting complaints from yeah. your neighbors yeah we were getting wow. i was getting complaints from the people in the front of the barbershop and she was such a nice lady she really didn't want to like kick me out three days before christmas, three days before christmas <laughs> but she had to you know because her clientele was older ladies and they don't really like that smell too much it was too strong for them right compared to like Sometimes being in a bigger salon, it wasn't a very big space. So I had to respect that and be like, okay, you know what? I'll just go. So I went back home and then I had a friend that had a, like a office space. I mean, she was like, honestly, just come and work here for a bit, you know? And when she let me do that, I was working there and I was doing my thing, but the nail smell again was a problem. So I had to move. So I probably moved like four times uh, over oh the nail smog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really hard. But um, the space that I'm in now, so I'm very creative in a way, not only with nails, um, but like with interior designing in a way. So I, like how I said, I was in the front of a store. So where I am is I'm in a showcase. So the showcase has a sliding door, but like on the outside, you can kind of see it. Um, so I made it into a nail room. So I'm closed off. So my problem was before, yeah, my problem was before is that I was in an open space wherever I was. So every time, even if I was in an office building, they were going to smell it because under the door and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I overcame that in a way. I mean, I'm in a really good space now. I have like, like so much space in my, like before I was like in a little box. Um, Now I have like a pedicure area. I have a nail area and like I have a, a desk for my assistant and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was nice. kind of my journey. Yeah, yeah. It's good for you. And mm-hmm. like, um, do you want to talk us through like how did you, how did you like find these salons? Like how how was what's the process? Because I'm sure you have to get like permits and there's certain yeah, like regulations yeah. that you have to like take into consideration. That you know a lot of newcomers they might you know maybe their dream is to have their own salon, mm-hmm. but like can you maybe explain some of the you know practical realities of. You know, getting your own space, yeah, getting approved. Because, like, what what is the process exactly? So the process, um, it can be easy for some and difficult for some, right? Um, so for me, the first now I can say it's getting harder to find a space because when I first started finding spaces, a lot of landlords didn't know about nails, so they were like, "Oh, you can go take the space, that's fine." But now because they know what it smells like, they're gonna tell you, "No, you can't be here." So what I would say is for the newcomers is to try to look for a space that has windows, um, good ventilation, right? Um, not only will it be good for the pictures, but it'll also be good for like the the getting the, the smell out. Using double-sided fans um, with your windows is really good because it helps one side fresh air out for the bad. Um, but you can also like that's just for staying in the space but for finding it's like kijiji you can go on kijiji you can go on craigslist um you can find a realtor but my thing is that a lot of the realtors want to do like um bigger commercial spaces so they won't they they kind of might prioritize you but it might be harder to find that so you can just try to ask like a friend what i did was i messaged somebody on instagram i seen that she was like a realtor and i was like Hey, I just have a couple questions. So 
I didn't want to like look for a space, but I'm having a really hard time. And I just kind of introduced myself. I kind of told her like my struggles, like of what I didn't pour my heart out, but like I told her, and she was like, honestly, I don't normally, but I can direct you to somebody that does. And she did, and that's kind of how I found my space because my space that I found that I'm in now, I was actually moving out of another salon, um, because of the same kind of reasons, and the space, like I had like four days. I always have three, two, one days to do things. <laughs> and I have like four days to move my old stuff and into the new space. And the floors, I had to rip out the floors. I had to put down new floors, paint, all that stuff oh in four days. Wow. Yeah, it was me and my boyfriend and my sister <laughs> that helped me. And I did a flower wall from like scratch by myself. And like, I just feel like it well, could be hard. Flower wall. <laughs> yeah, I did a flower wall for myself. We could totally use a flower wall. Literally, I was, I was like, hey, I like it. But you know, yeah, a flower wall, I did that by myself too. And it was it was really good. Um, But I can just say for the newcomers, just keep trying to find a space. You know, like if you don't see a space this week, doesn't mean next week don't look on Kijiji. Because every day, it, Kijiji runs 24 hours. You can post 24 hours. So, when you're sleeping, maybe by the time you wake up, you'll find something, you know? Um, and what I could say is with finding a space is you always want to find a space that isn't more than what you make. It's less than a quarter of what you make, right? So, when I started, I would find spaces for 300 for 400 because I'm a new... A month? Yeah. Damn. But this is what we're talking... But we're talking, like, five years ago, four years ago, right? You could find spaces. Like, I had a space on Dufferin and St. Clair. My rent was three ninety five. I can say it now because I'm not there no more. <laughs> it's three ninety five, <laughs> and it didn't bother me sometimes when I was slow because I was building clients up. When I was slow because I was like, hey, I can pay this rent. You don't want to get a rent that you can't pay if you're not making money off of the service, right? Um, and essentially, you don't want to get a place if you're not making money. But sometimes it's best to work outside of the house, you know. Um, but yeah. Mm, wow. Cool. So it's it's really interesting. Like as a business owner, you have to like wear so many hats. You have to be yeah. the renovator and you know interior director, uh, interior designer. Uh, designer, yeah, interior designer, and and do the um, the skill as well. Yeah, and do the nails and be the business owner. Yeah, yeah, and the you know IT person. Marketing. Everything, <laughs> everything, and like for me, when I was getting these spaces, it was I don't I didn't get a bank loan. Right? I didn't get a startup. Yeah, I money. was wondering, should I ask that? Like, yeah, no, I'll tell you straight up. I didn't get a bank loan, right? So I still have to work during these renovations, or you're, that half of the floor is not gonna be done because we need another box of tiles, <laughs> right? So I have to make sure that I'm still leveling out my clients and also making time. So what I would do is I would work in the daytime, and then in the nighttime, when my clients are done at around 10, because I work like 10 to 10, um, at 10, I'd be like, okay, babe, like, can you come to the shop and, like, help me paint this wall? Like, so I was doing it little by little, right? Um, So that's another thing, too. It's, like, I know it could be hard when you're looking for a space to be like, oh, I'm going to take off four days, but just struggle through it. (laughs) I'm going to be the real person and tell you, don't take it easy. No, you got to, you got to, it's not going to be easy. And it's, you can't take it easy because if you take it easy, you're going to get lazy and you're not going to want to paint the wall anymore i'll do it later right Mm -hmm. so that's another thing too is just keep working while you're finding the space and renovating the space and all that stuff good for you you started like your own business no loan no No. debt that's amazing (laughs) yeah yeah 
And okay, shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. I want to go back to that story about the lady who didn't want to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that sure you have a lot of stories like that. Do you yeah. want to like share like what happened there? If you feel comfortable. Yeah, no, no. Or, like any like wild, crazy story about like a Karen. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've okay. So she knew me from apparently school, right? I posted an ad on Facebook um, and she replied to it. She came. Never did she once say in the message, like, hey, girl, like, you know, you know me, right? So when she came, she did her nails. Everything was good at the time. Like I said, I was doing nails and lashes, right? Um, so I had a bundle because I'm always, I'm the bundle queen in Toronto. I do nails and toll bundles every month, right? So I had the nails and the lashes and I finished her nails and I was supposed to do her, her lashes, which I did do. Um, but she was kind of iffy, like in between. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Finished her lashes. When I finished her lashes, she's like, these are too much. Like it was classic. And I was like, there's like 12 lashes on your eyes. <laughs> like, you know, because you know, classic is a natural look, right? It's just for a little bit of like volume and a little bit of like length if you want. Right. Um, so I was like, yeah, like if you want, like I can take them off, but like there's not much else she's like no i don't want you to take them off like i just i'm not pay gonna pay for them for me it was like what do you mean <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you're gonna pay for them like what is that? Uh -uh. <laughs> so i'm not gonna speak too much on what happened after that but she ended up calling the police um and because i was working from home um i was charged with forcible confinement i'll tell you i'm completely good now and the charges were good but i got in trouble i got arrested for um forcible confinement because i was saying you can't leave me oh you can't leave until you pay right which any person in the salon anywhere would say that but right. because you're working at home you can't force somebody to stay here it's called forcible confinement and that is for me it was really scary for me because i was not only thinking of like my business i was thinking of my child right like now i'm gonna have like a record and like forcible confinement is not good and what if one day i want to expand and work with like kids or something like that i can't do that right because it's not good right so that was really hard for me and i i literally preached to all of my students be careful when you're working at home right because i actually am in a facebook group and the facebook like one of the girls in the group was like that's happened to me and she's not even from Canada. She's from the States, right? So it can happen anywhere. I think it so, happens all the time. Yeah, right? Um, and like I said, it was just for me because I was at home why I got in trouble. And because she was mm -hmm. like, she called them first, which I made a mistake. I should have called them. Yeah. But I'm not used to that. I'm not used to, let me call the police. Like, I was just like, okay, can we work something out? Like, can you, you know, transfer me? She was like, I'm just going to go. Maybe I'll pay for the nails. I'll, I'll go to the bank and come back. I said, no. No. So that was kind of that, but that was a very like big lesson for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't share that because they're like, I don't want people to think I'm a bad person. But me, I knew I wasn't, I didn't do anything. I just, you were sitting, at, we were together for four hours. Right. Four right. hours? You don't even go on a date for four hours. Like, I was like, this is too long. Yeah. So that was that. Wow. So, like, what lesson did you learn from that experience? Like, have you, like, do you have any policy now? Like, okay, yeah. deposit something yeah. to like protect yourself at this so point I, yeah so i have a deposit now which i didn't yeah i didn't have that before so i have a deposit now and but it's not it's still wouldn't cover the cost of the service right? right so some of the things that i do have in place now is like i have cameras in my salon records 24 hours so 
I don't take any services at home. Um, I keep a lot of conversations with like clients. If they, you know, if they ask me for the price before, they ask me. If they don't, they don't, right? Um, but if they ask me, then it's like now I have proof that I told you it's gonna be this much, so you should have came here with this much, right? In my booking on my booking page, it says like, um, please come with cash, or if you need, I take email transfer. I'm not email transfer. I'm card payments. So now there's no excuse, right? Which a lot of the times they use that as an excuse. It's like, I'll just email transfer you. And they know they've never sent you an email transfer before, so it's going to take 30 minutes. So by the time they're gone, and you're really looking at it 40 minutes in, like, where is the email transfer? That could happen, right? So I don't do email transfers anymore. I just do, like, card payments and cash and stuff like that. So that my lesson was is that always like protect myself if i was working at home is payments first right like at home nails nail technicians payments first it's gonna seem a little bit awkward to be like hey you just sat down <laughs> you just got here but uh can you pay first <laughs> right but it's to protect yourself and maybe mm -hmm. if you put it on your booking page then they won't even question it they'll know i've gone to a last check where she's like first time clients you have to pay first and i respected it right she works at home so yeah Okay, yeah, that that's um, I think it's reasonable. Pay mm. first, like yeah. a lot of different businesses have that kind of similar policy. Mm. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, I don't no. think it's a problem either. Like you're gonna pay eventually. <laughs> but it's just now. weird when you're sitting and, down and you're like, pay, <laughs> <laughs> pay me. Yeah, you're like, here but, Eliza, um, pay me. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's fine. And if they have a complaint or concern or they then want a refund, can, yeah. then you can do it after. Yeah. Which is easier than trying to force somebody to like pay you when they just want free services. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a bit about branding, marketing, um, marketing your business. How did you determine what was your target? Like, who's your target customer? How do you promote yourself to them? How did you find them? How did you, yeah, walk us through that. How did you market yourself? So um, that's something that I'm still growing with right now um, because I feel like you could never have enough marketing skills and never know everything. Um, so for that, I can say I would do like meetings with like little people. Like around. freelance? Yeah, or? like little meetings with people and be like, hey, like um, how did you build, right? Like how did you do something? Okay, even like if they weren't peers basically. Exactly, but even if they weren't in my industry, right if they were doing lashes if they were doing whatever as long as it was kind of in the beauty but not mm -hmm. in the exact field i was willing to like have a conversation with them and there were actually was a couple times where they were doing property and i was asking them questions mm -hmm. right um so it's more like being like a sponge right when you your first years of being an entrepreneur you need to be a sponge you know nothing don't have an i know it all attitude go in there like so what is that even if you know like I used to work, I've worked in over 50 nail salons in Toronto, like, you know, and literally I would be a sponge. So what is that? So what is that solution? And all that stuff, right? Trying to figure out like what it is, because even though I knew it, I still want to hear it out of your mouth. So I know I'm right. Right. Um, so that was kind of for that. But also I would look at where my clients are coming from. So a common question is, if you're a first client of mine is, so where are you coming from? Like, what, where are you from? Right. And they'll be like, oh, I'm coming from last week. I had a lot of clients from Don Mills and Eglinton. <laughs> I know now I'm reaching people by Don Mills and Eglinton. Right. I didn't know that before. So just kind of talking with them, maybe doing like a little pool on, on Instagram, on your story. 
Um, where are you guys? Where do you guys want me? East End or West End, right? Or North or South, whatever. So <laughs> most of your clients they travel to you, yeah, or, or they're not people who live in your local area. So no, like a bit of both. So I actually have a good amount of clientele that travels from Scarborough area, um, but majority of my clients are from the West End, meaning like Mississauga, Brampton, and so where I'm actually my salon is. I grew up in that area, so everybody knows me kind of in that area. So a lot of People that knew me from young will try me, or if they don't try me, they don't do nails, they'll tell somebody else, oh, my friend, she just opened up a salon, right? Um, I have, like, a sidewalk sign. Do you know the little things that you put, like, on the sidewalk with your double-sided? Yeah. yeah. I have one of those that helps, like, catch attention, and then I obviously have my storefront sign. Mm-hmm. So. And you're on social media too. Right? Yeah, I'm on social, like, media, on social media. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's how we found you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, are there any like resources that you can use professionally? Like, were you using like LinkedIn or like any tools or resources that could kind of help you grow, help you market yourself? So LinkedIn definitely wasn't. No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I like I how I found LinkedIn helpful. Can yeah. we be honest? Can no, we be honest? Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like a professional profile. It's not really like, and no, like I don't know a lot of people that source on LinkedIn for employees. So yeah. I know they normally go on Indeed or something. But, I think so. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but what I can say is, is that it's a lot of. I watch a lot of people's stuff. So some people be like, "I'm not gonna watch her because I don't want her to think I'm copying her." I'm gonna watch you. I'm going to watch the girl down the street. I'm going to watch the girl in the States. The girl over there. I'm going to watch everybody because I can learn something from everybody and put it into place. So I noticed that, like, I learned TikTok trends by just seeing, like, my competitors in a way, like, what they're, what they're, what they're posting mm-hmm. and how much views they're getting. So I'm going to try it now, too. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to add a spin to it because that's what I do. But I'm going to kind of like again be a sponge off of them right um so that's another way where like you can find the proper like your target audience in a way is like kind of just seeing like hey this video got ten thousand views so maybe i should morally be on that video what did i do in that video that is gonna go well i don't have a thousand ten thousand followers on instagram but i can tell you that instagram the followers doesn't really matter because i think so too yeah it doesn't really matter because I get books, right? And even if you go on my booking site, you might see something, oh, yeah, like, she has a bill. No, hit me up because chances are somebody was DMing me or something like that, right? So social media, don't make the followers, oh, my followers are not going up. Don't make that, like, really be a big thing. More really look at, like, your viewers, how many people are contacting you, how many people are reaching. Yeah, and commenting. And commenting, you know. right? And people will say to me, I ask them, like, oh, how did you find me? That's another big thing that you need to ask your clients. Like, where did you find me? How did you find me? And they're not in a, like, suspicious, like, you think they're, like, setting you up with, you know, like, in a, like, where, I want to know, because that's where I'm going to learn from, right? And then people have been telling me, like, TikTok, discovery page. I said, I'm on the discovery page? I didn't know, I don't really know how to get on this discovery page, so, like, no, the explore page on Instagram. Training page? I don't know. Can we get a Gen Z input? Yeah, I don't. What is she talking about? I don't know. (laughs) What is that page? How do you get on that page? Like, the... For you page? Yeah, no, not the for you page on Instagram. You know the it's like Instagram? Oh, the explore page. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called, right? Explore? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's when you have like the same interests. Okay. So like people that have interest in nails or maybe it's like do you put the location as Yes, I do, I do. So that's that's why you like it pops up. Like, also if um some of your followers yeah. 
are in common with other people, oh. you agree them their opinion. Okay, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly and what they said. Did you yeah. outsource like any of the um, like any tasks, like any marketing tasks? Did you were you handling it everything by yourself? Because uh, I know like when you go to school, like training, they don't actually give you like business skills no. or like marketing knowledge. So like, what did you do? How did you do it? So I actually did a lot of like searching on Google, Google girl, that's me. Um, so I went on Google and during the pandemic, actually, I had a really big struggle with trying to manage my clientele. Right. Um, so I wasn't ready for the amount of clients that I was getting because I was doing stuff and, you know, people were hearing about me. Right. And for the good reasons all right so people wanted to try me and my booking site i was booking people but then i was booking people through dm so it was like that's why now it's like i have different systems in place but like the biggest thing i can say is to just go on google right and just search up branding branding online courses i found that right and that course was 29 dollars. and i found like little tips and tricks also there's instagram like pages that you have to be very careful though and like don't just see something today and just buy their course today right to see something watch how their their flows are look at their stories see if you ever see them posting their stuff then you can invest in like whatever knowledge that they might want to sell you right mm-hmm. um and another thing is is like for sometimes when i'm i know i'm gonna be busy my birthday is next week so i know i'm gonna Happy be busy <laughs> so i know i'm gonna be busy i hired somebody on fiverr 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 yeah i had somebody on fiverr <laughs> and, this right <laughs> so it's fiverr. it's fiverr so i i i um hired somebody on fiverr to kind of help me with like my branding while i'm gone and it's literally six dollars an hour i'm paying them six dollars an hour because they're somewhere in the world. They don't ever have to see me. They're doing it on the computer. They could probably be managing mine, yours, and whoever else's as long as they do it. That's all that matters, right? Um, so that's another good way to, um, to you know, kind of help you with your branding and stuff like that. How did you come up with your, your name? Like your, uh, your salon name, your brand name? So my name before, um, I remember, like, I was letting you know that my name was so long. It was the Dream Doll Nails and Beauty. That is a beautiful name. Yeah. Very long on paper. So, and just like, you know, like right now it's TDD if I really want to because it's the Dream Dollhouse, right? The acronym or the whatever for that is yeah. too long. So, I literally searched up on Google. So, I'm a Google girl. I searched up um, nail salon names. And then I seen like Dream and I thought like, oh, that's nice. Like, you know, like. Because it would be a dream for me to, like, have a big business one day, right? And then Dollhouse kind of just fell in, like, two years ago or three years ago when I rebranded my name. Um, because it's a dollhouse. I wanted to be a dollhouse. Like, I offered, like I said, different services like the nails, the feet, which a lot of technicians, they don't offer nails and toes, right? They offer the nails. You got to go somewhere else with the feet, right? Mm-hmm. So I offered the nails and the feet and the waxing. I have a couple other people that have I really, like needed them like okay makeup i can tell them come into the salon today work in the salon for these clients and whatever so it's kind of i came up with the name the dream dollhouse i like it and i have like it's so crazy guys because i actually have like a nail polish bottle and the name dream tattooed on my skin and like a lot of people be like you just tattooed like thing but how i see it is like it's a nail bottle they'll never really how could you really go wrong and like this will forever be, no matter how old I am, this will forever be, like, a part of my life, right? A, part, a chapter of me, right? Even if I do something else in my life, this will be what I I started off with. So, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. dream is stuck with me. I got a tattoo now. <laughs> see? Do you mind? Yeah. Can you see? Can you see? Oh, guys, it's like... Hold on, let me pull it off. So it says, like, dream. See it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you have, like, the nail bottle. So, essentially, he wasn't supposed to outline it. But he's like, you have to. So, here's the, the brush for it, the bottle. And then there's dream right here. And then there's stars, because I want to be a star one day. <laughs> and that's kind of like the part of me. So, yeah, so... Yeah, nails is me. And, like, literally people will see me on there and be like, you're the nail girl, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the nail girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so do you have any, like, words of advice from maybe anybody who's looking to get into the nail industry or the beauty industry in general? Yeah. Um. So one thing I can say is, like, there's not enough of us. So if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, like, it's I shouldn't start. Yeah, it's oversaturated. I got to find something else. But I really like nails. But I got to find. It's never enough. Right? Like, we're going to get old. The people that are out now are going to get old. The new people are going to come in. And it's like a cycle. Right? And, you know, if you are an old nail, like a more known nail tech out there, and, you know, you see new girls that want to come in, let them in. Let the doors in. Like, I always try. One thing about me is, like, I always try to tell people, hey, you know, like, try it. Why don't you try it? Why are you scared? You're scared? That's my favorite line to people. Like, are you scared? They're like, no. So, that's what I can say. It's like, just keep trying. It could be nails. It can be whatever. Always mm-hmm. just try. And, you know, you're never you're never perfect. So never think, oh, I'm not perfect. So I shouldn't start yet, right? Um, if your nails are lumpy, still take clients. <laughs> there'll be, a, there'll be the, the one thing I know for sure is building clientele and nails, they're very understanding in a certain way, right? There's different clients that are crazy, which I can go on and on about my stories, but for the most part, if you say $25 nail sets, they know that you're a beginner. You don't need to put it in your bio. That's one thing you do not mm-hmm. need to put in your bio. If they're $25 nail sets, they know you're a beginner and you're trying to build something. So they know that when they come to you, don't expect top of the top quality. Like quality, yeah, maybe, but flawlessness. So expect that, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be scared to put yourself out there and like kind of like build like that um and also don't be scared to you know let people know like hey i've never tried that before like can i try it when you do start nails you know people show me designs and like i was telling you about mickey mouse i don't know how to draw mickey mouse but if you really want me to try it and it's gonna look crazy and you're not gonna kill me i'll try it so just be like that you know sometimes i might not have the time though to have that sometimes people throw designs i'm like i wasn't ready for that i don't think i can do that this appointment but maybe the next one mm-hmm. right um so, so there's like that handling clients expectations expectations right being realistic with yourself yeah and never like look at your and earlier when i said like nail other nails like, like oh my competitors they're not really my competitors like we're all in this industry together you know um so look at i call them they don't know i call them that but look at your other nail sisters and be like hey you know she did this, 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 this. Like I said, not following. I want to be myself, but kind of like get keys off of that, like you know, and like tips and tricks off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, They're not your competitors necessarily. No. They're like your peers. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know how much time we have left, but that's the thing in Toronto. Like, it's really hard to get nail friends. Like you know, um, because a lot of times people think, well, she's she can maybe take my client or whatever but it's not like that for like whoever is with you is with you if that client likes you they're gonna stay with you there's nothing i can i can do chef's kiss nails they're Mm -hmm. still gonna stay 
with you right yeah so that's another thing is like always knowing being confident in like your clientele and knowing that these girls are my girls i have girls that have followed me i can call them out shut them out like you know from my from the corner of my living room to now my salon they're in all the different, they're still with me like literally my client i used to like drop her home sometimes like because i'd be like yo like, this is i feel bad like you know and because she, she was leaving late with me because i was taking four hours <laughs> right so yeah there's always that too it's like and don't be scared when you're taking four hours because everybody goes through it it's everybody's been where you've been to get to where you're at right to get to where we're at now right mm-hmm. well okay. thank you so much you've yeah. had like so many like cool tips and yeah. like really great advice yeah so i think like it's really motivating to yeah. listen to you yeah. even though like i'm not a nail tech but i feel motivated like oh my god i want to like try <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for being on our podcast. We of learned course, so much from you, and we'd definitely love to have you back. Yeah. So definitely, we're going to have her IG linked in the description. Yeah. And yeah, definitely check her out. She's mm-hmm. awesome. And thank you so much for watching Thanks, this episode. Guys. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> no problem. And don't forget to check out our website, LLBAprofessional.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't believe I almost said that wrong. Yeah, that's, listen. <laughs> We've only been here for like how long? Yeah. Anyways, thank though. you so much for uh, watching again. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube or the equivalent on Spotify. So until next time, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs>